1: We don't bring any life at all to the
0: church. The church is is the life. It's gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws
2: us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
1: Good morning to all of our listeners. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. I'm the pastor of the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, North Dakota. And I am a regular host, and I'm happy to be back with you today. Coming to you live from my office at the uh, Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. Uh, we're we're here on Thursday, the fifth week of Lent. It's the optional commemoration of St. John Baptiste de la Salle. Uh, so, St. John Baptiste de la Salle was a... Uh, uh, he was born in, in France, uh, became an ordained priest, and devoted himself to the education of children. Uh, and he died in 17... 19. He, he suffered a lot for the uh, formation of his congregation. His congregation is called the Brothers of Christian Schools, for what that's worth on this day of this uh, optional uh, commemoration. But at 1210 Mass today, I'm going to preach on uh, John chapter 8. And I'm, I'm going to, um, when, I, when I was teaching high school, Uh, I had a kid ask me, and I taught juniors, and they're the best ever. Juniors are the best. Seniors get weird, especially second semester. Juniors are best. A kid said, I need one quote from each testament. And that that quote is in today's gospel where Jesus said, I am. And then, of course, the Old Testament reference to that will be Exodus uh, 3.11, which is what God uses as his name, I am. So uh, a cool gospel today tying in Jesus as I am who am, the name God gave to Moses. Look for that in your Mass today. If you haven't been to Mass yet, Karen Selinski Solis- uh, is here. Karen, good morning to you. Morning morning, Monsignor. Uh, thanks for setting up today You're and uh, getting everything going. My first guest is here. Her name is Megan Klein, and uh, she's from... The Church of St. Mary is where she works at the Pro Cathedral of St. Mary here in Bismarck. Megan, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Monsignor.
1: You've been on the radio before. This is no big deal to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
2: I'm from Janesville, Wisconsin, originally. But I grew up in a military family, so I've kind of been around a couple of different states.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what branch of military was your family involved in? The Navy. Okay, I was a Navy chaplain. That's wonderful. We have a lot to talk about. We we do. (laughs) Packer, Navy. Um,
2: Dalmatians. uh,
1: Dalmatians. uh, How in the world, yeah, it's like you're my daughter. How in the world (laughs) would you uh, make your way to Bismarck uh, through schooling?
2: It was actually through Focus. When I was a Focus missionary, my last school that I was at was the University of Mary. And when I came out to North Dakota, I, I saw the vastness of the country out here, and I said this is God's country. And so I just fell in love with the place, the people, and and what God's doing in the church here. And so I wanted to stay. But that's not where my story ends either. I ended up leaving Staff with Focus, which means I left the state of North Dakota, but I knew in my heart I wanted to come back.
1: Focus, remember, is a college, uh, a a Catholic uh, outreach program. As a focus missionary you you worked with uh, college and university students. How many years did you do that? four years? Uh, so uh, are those two two year terms? Um, this,
2: yes. So once you do two year commitments, it's really by year after that.
1: Megan Klein from Wisconsin now. Uh, uh, so we have you now at the University of Mary as a focus missionary. What did you study at, at the university?
2: Well, I studied in Winona State um, with an undergrad of kinesiology and cardiopulmonary rehabilitation.
1: All right. And it's so, so and And, and <laughs> then what brought you to discern uh, work at St. Mary's Parish in Bismarck?
2: Yeah. Well, when I left staff with focus, I actually left to enter the Nashville Dominicans. So I spent time there in the convent. Then I returned home, and I ended up landing in a parish in my hometown, St. William's. And from there, I just had this passion to continue sharing the gospel with people. And I didn't know if it was in parish life, but I knew I wanted to come back to North Dakota. So the story goes, I ended up finding a a way to start working at the University of Mary as a residence director. And for three years, I worked there until I was reached out by Father Johnson, who um, had seen me coming to St. Mary's for a while. And I think, you know, what happens with someone who looks a little young in the pew, you think maybe they have something going on in their life, and and maybe that was something that stirred in his heart, or um, there are people that shared with him. You know, Megan Klein is someone that's just kind of there and desiring to go on mission even more so. And so he reached out to me, and the rest is... History. I've I've started working at St. Mary's as the director of evangelization and communications in this past uh, September, and from there I've just been really enjoying the people at the parish, the staff that we work with, and the work that we're doing.
1: Um, so September you began. Uh, you, before we went on the air, uh, we mentioned your soccer uh, uh, gift. You play soccer.
2: It did. Yes, at Winona State I did.
1: Uh, so uh, collegiate level. A collegiate level. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, here you are. So, this is Megan Klein, and she looks impressive. Um, let's let's talk about what what is coming up at at the Pro Cathedral of Saint Mary. Um, there's a there's a conference coming up, which we're going to visit with you about uh, to the bottom of the hour. What is coming up?
2: I'm happy to share. We have um, coming up in April 23rd. So that's in about two and a half weeks, we have a conference um, called SEEK 22. So SEEK is a conference that Focus National puts on, and they already had their live conference exist in February. But what they did is they created an opportunity for parishes to be able to use the live um, recordings to actually create their own SEEK experience at their parish. And so, Knowing that Seek had existed already this year, had gone on live um, during the carnival weekend in town, we were like, this isn't a good time for us to pitch it and kind of create the experience at the same time. So we um, kind of pitched it out two months beyond that. And so we're excited for this conference. Um, Ultimately, what is going to happen is we've got um, over 100 people who have already registered to participate. We're going to have keynote speakers like Curtis Martin Father Joshua Johnson, not Father Jared Johnson. Um, We're gonna also have Sister Miriam, who's um, with SALT, and uh, Monsignor Shea himself. All of these are live recordings. So while I'm throwing out these big names, it's not like those people will be actually at the conference, but what we're gonna do is create an experience where it feels like you're at the live conference, though many of the, the talks are actually recorded.
1: You'll be in the church for this?
2: We will be in the multi-purpose room, but the whole campus of our parish will be utilized. So we'll have breakout sessions where everyone can, um, in those sessions, choose the talks that they're interested in going to. So we'll have those keynotes, then after the keynotes, breakout sessions, so you can pick and choose kind of your path throughout the day.
1: Uh, Megan Klein, Director of Evangelization and Communication at the Pro Cathedral of St. Mary's Bismarck, is my first guest here. Uh, what, what is SEEK? Tell us, tell us what that means. Yes. Yeah, seek. S-E-E-K, SEEK.
2: Exactly. It's not an acronym, as you would think, because it's all capital letters, but the notion behind SEEK is um, the passage where Jesus says, Seek and you will find, knock, and it will be answered to you. And so, the whole idea of SEEK is to prepare someone on this, this journey of um, asking those questions during the day. Who am I? Who is Jesus? Where am I going? How do I get there? The big questions of life. And these amazing speakers really kind of hit to the heart with anyone, wherever you're at. If you're a practicing Catholic, if you're interested in in, um, exploring your faith again, even if you are a fellow um, brother or sister in Christ, it's for everyone.
1: So this is Divine Mercy Weekend, right? April 23rd. And uh, a Saturday, you said. A Saturday. What yes. time does it start?
2: It starts at 9 a.m. with Mass. And it goes until about 8 o'clock in the evening. And wow. we've got a full day with breakfast, lunch, and dinner served. Registration is $40 per person. Um, we have, uh, you'll probably go through about six different talks. We have small group options for people to be able to engage with one another. And then we're going to end with adoration and confession.
1: Um,. One of the benefits of listening to Real Presence Live, uh, we have a, the whole Upper Midwest is listening. Uh, people in different areas get ideas for their, their parishes. Are, are any other parishes doing this? Taking a, Because what you're doing is you're taking a national event, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to bring it local. Exactly. Any other parishes doing this?
2: Not that I'm aware of in the Diocese of Bismarck, but I know that many parishes across the country had done this when Seek was live in February.
1: So whose idea was this?
2: It was my idea.
1: And um, how, do you, how do you register for it?
2: Uh, we have a link that goes to our website um, with a registration form right on there. If you're not savvy with the computer, you have every right to give me a call um, at the parish office. You can look up our number um, online if you just put in Pro Cathedral of St. Mary or St. Mary Church in Bismarck, North Dakota, and you don't even have to find my name. You can call any number in the office. They'll send you right to my line, and we can get you signed up.
1: How many do you expect to attend?
2: Well, we do have to kind of put a cap because we're limited on space. And so right now we're going to cap at 150. And so right now we're just over 100 people registered, so that's still a lot of space and time for two weeks out.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. All right. Well, um, my, my next question for you before our break in four minutes, we're going to um, you're, you're, let's go back to your life as a focused missionary, sure. And we know that we know that this is um, happening to the church where nearly 80 percent of Catholics lose the faith. Um, if, if they do, they do so by the age of 23. Are you targeting the youth in this at all? We're,
2: uh, our target is anyone and everyone.
1: And uh, do you have a lot of youth um, registered and coming?
2: We actually have more um, parishioners that are outside of college age, beyond um, settled in life, and they're they I bet seventy percent of them are are. Um, outside of college age and and usually seek had been targeting um, those that are in college in the past But what focus did in the last decade was kind of realter the way that they had presented this conference So that people beyond college could actually experience something as well And so it's for anyone
1: so seek is connected to focus it is uh, And that that's been a tool for you as a missionary.
2: It has been it was actually one of the conferences in which I experienced the real presence of Jesus. And that's how my, my life radically changed when I had that moment. And I knew I, I was just going to be a different person.
1: So your heart was touched. My heart and, was touched. And um, you gave your heart back. I did. Um, we're going to take a break here in a, in a minute. Uh, my first guest on this Real Presence Live is uh, Megan Klein. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and I hope you're doing well wherever you are, and I hope you're having a good start to your day. If it's not that good, I hope it gets better. The wind won't get better, Karen. I
0: know. It's but, crazy. But,
1: to be, but you know what the good news is? April seventh is National Beer Day, oh. <laughs> so I, I heard that driving over as well. So if the wind <laughs> is getting to you, remember uh, there's there's some uh, craft beer, and I know the monk the the, the, the monks uh, the monks had a, a part of that development. We're going to get back to Megan Klein. She is the director of evangelization and communication at the Pro Cathedral of St. Mary's in Bismarck. And we're talking about her life as a focused missionary. And now there is a Sikh conference coming April 23rd. It sounds interesting. It's from 9 to 8, register. There's about 50 spots left. And it sounds like it's going to be a great day of faith at the St. Mary's Pro Cathedral in downtown Bismarck. I was just there yesterday for a meeting.
2: That's fantastic. And I'm Father, sorry I missed you. Uh,
1: Father Jared Johnson does a good job there, and he is a Williston boy. And let me say, just for the record again, I graduated from high school with Father Jared Johnson's mother, Cheryl Grinberg, Cheryl Johnson. So I know him uh, as, a, as a good Williston kid. There's good, good stock from there, Megan. Don't mess with us. <laughs> We're going to be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, and thank you for listening.
0: you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our
1: local area heard right here on the rpr network uh megan klein is my guest from the saint mary's pro cathedral i'm going to pull up a picture you've had dalmatians you said
2: i did yes
1: and here are my boys uh romeo and titus how would uh, how would you get a Dalmatian? It's unusual to have uh, Dalmatians, isn't it?
2: It is. Um, I think you know, growing up, I'm a millennial, and so Disney made Dalmatians oh. popular, and that's what we went for as a family growing up.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's why I got one <laughs> because I, I had just started high school, and the movie was out, and there was a. Um, uh, a family in Dickinson, North Dakota, that um, uh, had Dalmatians, hmm. and here, here they're sunning right there. Romeo oh. and Titus. Wow. Titus is one. Romeo will be four next month. So anyway, they came in. I, I, we, we went out for Chinese. The Kellers, and they said, "Come on in, come in, Father, look at the puppies." And I didn't want to. I just wanted to go home. I was living in. So I went in, and I, and I saw. And I, I No, then I got moved, and then I, then I came back and I said, I guess I'll take a puppy. Because I, I, I had uh, moved to New England, living alone. I wanted to come home to something more active than a plant. <laughs> and, and certainly a Dalmatian is more active <laughs> yes. than a plant. And oh, so my first Dalmatian was Mario, and then I had Caesar, and then Romeo, and now Titus. I like the breed. I can handle them. And... Um, They shed only twice a year, which is the first half of the year, and then the second half of the year, so... It's manageable. (laughs) uh, You have to stay on it. Um, You are the uh, director of evangelization for St. Mary's. Megan Klein is my guest. Megan, in my 30 years as a priest, uh, one of the great um, um, moments in the life of a parent in which they truly grieve is when their their children leave the faith. Hmm. And that this is not nor should it be taken lightly. And it's it's a loss that that mothers and fathers grieve. And uh, we just uh, mentioned before break that by the age of 23 Eighty uh, percent of Catholics who lose their faith will do so by that age of of twenty three. That's why our high, our high schools are such a powerful tool, especially when they're well run, like here in the Diocese of Bismarck, with with priests in them and Bishop Kagan's leadership. Mm-hmm. But um, um, you've experienced these parents. Maybe I've experienced more, only because I'm I'm older. Um, uh, what what uh, what do you have to say? You know, pray and hang in there. But um, what what do you say to them? Hmm. What
2: I have to to kind of put a little bit more into context. We're now even in a place in the church where children of parents are experiencing the same loss in their heart, where they look at their their parents who've left the faith, but they've had it rekindled in their heart. Sure. And So it's it's broadened itself so far, but in very particular way, you're so right, Monsignor, to say in the in the heart of a parent there is an ache that goes deep, 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 deep to see something um, in their child that makes them want to walk away from the faith. And so I want to encourage all of those parents that are experiencing um, the heartache, the the sense of loss, the grieving that they may be going through. Um, while prayer is probably the first and foremost part of what we need to continue to do for our children that have walked away from the faith, I would also encourage you to grow closer to Jesus, because Jesus is close to your son or your
1: daughter. Karen, you mentioned a book that is effective, and the, the name of it is Return. Tell me about that.
2: Well, I, I have started to read it. Um, actually, there's a few of us here at Corpus
0: Christi that went to Cindy's um, study about it. Um, a lot of us are praying for our children, um, mainly to come back. And I know um, Megan has been an inspiration to me as well with what her and Father Johnson have offered
1: so the, the name of the book is Return, by Return. whom?
2: By Brandon Vaught. He's with Word on Fire.
1: And uh, so this is a book that can help parents yes. whose children have left the faith. And you're right, Megan. Um, especially, you know, we're, we're, in, we're not in the 70s or 80s anymore, but, but, uh, but a lot of uh, uh, youth are, are reconnecting with their faith. Um, uh, particularly with uh, I, uh, maybe I call the John you're a John Paul II baby, mm-hmm. John Paul youth. Um, and, and, and so that, that that's changed our, our, our culture and, and commitment and and the, the parents have are, are less interested. and so they're, they're, there's that as well. but I, but I do know that it, it is um, heartbreaking to them. Many of them have spent a lot of money on Catholic tuition. For, for what they see now as not, for not, and they um, are, are not, um, be, because of that, they, they become less of the culture of the family mm-hmm. with, with religious events and, and this and that. So the, the book is called Return. Uh, take a look at that. Uh, that was one of my questions for you. So that this get back. We're, we're talking about a Sikh conference coming up on April 23rd at St. Mary's Parish, downtown Bismarck. This is um, kind of a national event that's going to become local, and um, th- let's, let's talk about uh, the, the model for your parish. You, you've been there for a short time, since September, uh, but you, you certainly have a plan uh, by how you live your life. Um, what is it uh, what does it look like to begin a, uh, a missionary model for your parish or or I guess what what people may just ask if they would have called in right now as director of, uh, of evangelization of evangelization of a Catholic church what do you do during the day
2: <laughs> um, well like any parish there's a lot of ins and outs where you get to just um, kind of take what comes at you but a lot of the work that I do right now is, um, to pray for for what we'll do in the future, to help um, assist in the alignment of the activities that we're doing to the mission that we're trying to renew at the parish, and just to make sure that there's connections with the parishioners because the reality is, it's not that parishioners need to change. It's not like St. Mary's needs to change. What we need to um, consider is where Jesus is at in all that we do. And and I know that's in the heart of everyone that comes to the churches. You know, they want. Jesus a part of what we're doing as a parish. And so the work that I try to do throughout the day is how can we communicate this? How can we present the gospel in what we are doing in activities in the way that we speak with one another? Um, So it's kind of um, encouraging a culture where missionary discipleship can actually thrive.
1: And um, as director of evangelization and communication, Tell me about the communication part of your work. You know, there there may be some young people that are listening, uh, not so young people that that may want to move into the to these areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication is a very important part of my uh, parish life here. Uh, on my staff, I have I have three staff members that actually help me with it, the, the writing of letters, uh, my bulletin articles. Uh, my funeral homilies, I get a lot of I, I need a lot of help because of our of our size here at corpus christi um, what do What do you do on the communication end of your work there at St. Mary's?
2: Yes, a lot of what you had just said, um, I assist Father Johnson in how to communicate with the parish at large. those things that we desire to um, share. And it, and it comes from the heart of the staff, it comes from the heart of the pastor, and it comes from the heart of the people of, of what we have going on to make sure that we're communicating that well with everyone. We're presenting it well, we're using our social media, we're using our gifts um, with marketing, and actually coming up with plans on how to act, to actually share these messages, share this communicate, communicative piece. Um, a huge part of it is also vision casting, um, being a part of that process. Um, What I'm about to finish up is a master's in organizational change leadership. And so there's a huge part of that entire program that helps assist in how do you be a change agent when you need to transition from one place to the other. And that's a story of my entire life, transition. Um, And so this is where I find life um, with the two-bridged evangelization and communication, because without communication... We can't evangelize. Evangelize without evangelization, we don't have nothing to communicate.
1: And uh, thank you very much, Karen. And um, with with the you know the the end of the communication, uh, I've, I'm always conscious that you know a parish needs to be ordered. In that regard, it's, it it is run like a business, or it will become disordered. And how we communicate is important through our through our bulletins. We have about twenty four hundred families here. You have several. Uh, how big is St. Mary's?
2: I'm seventeen hundred.
1: And so so this is a very Catholic area, and there are there are five churches here in Bismarck, two in Mandan, and so we we have we have seven churches where. You know, there really is no reason to miss Mass in this area of the world, that's for sure. <laughs> you can virtually go every 30 minutes on Sunday <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that 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 is a good end of it as well. So th- let's wrap up again as we uh, come to the end of our time here. Megan Klein is the first guest on Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and we're, we're uh, visiting with you from my office at the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck. Megan Klein is here to promote and to make us aware of the SEEK conference coming up on April 23rd. That's Divine Mercy Weekend. That's a Saturday. Yes. It's a Saturday after the Easter Vigil. It is. And uh, tell us again how people can get involved for those last 50 or, or so spots that you have available.
2: If you are interested in participating in SEEK in this conference, you are more than welcome to stop at our website. Um, it's Pro Cathedral of St. Mary. If you put that on in Google, search that in the engine, and it'll pop right up. Um, And then on our website, you just go up to the top menu, select Missionary Disciples, and underneath that, there'll be a little toggle for you to select Seek 22. And on there is a registration form. It has the information on the the schedule for the day, the keynote speakers who will be presenting. It has a little bit more information on what you can expect for the day and the registration fee is $40 per person. Registration goes through April 16th. After that, we'll cut it off um, so we can spend the next week in preparation for that conference.
1: And you'll see a lot of priests there. I direct the Continuing Education for Clergy Mm -hmm. for the Diocese of Bismarck, and I have my conference coming up uh, beginning that Sunday for my new priests, and then we have the Larger conference on Monday, but anyway, we do use the pro cathedral of St. Mary's for our masses. Mm-hmm. So for that week of what is it, April twenty-five, six, seven, eight, you're going to see. You're going to see all of us, about seventy of us there, and we'll stop in and say hello. And I was just uh, in St. Mary's as well for Father. Charlie Height's funeral, God rest his soul. I'm going to talk about his life a little later and how he was so generous in his retirement to assist my sabbatical program, which I direct so that um, so that priest could go on sabbatical. Uh, his spirit is still very alive there at the Pro Cathedral of St. Mary. All right, Megan Klein, anything else? What did we forget?
2: I don't think we forgot anything, but I'm excited for this conference.
1: Very good. You, you look like uh, it's going to be successful. You look like you are excited and give my best to uh, Father Jared Johnson, your pastor, and everybody, uh, uh, and Father Nick Vetter as well. Mm-hmm. He was with me as a seminarian. Oh. He, uh, he helped me pack to move here. <laughs> so uh, that, that was one of his jobs as a deacon. <laughs> and then we did a lot of live streaming during the, uh, during the pandemic as well. All right. Megan Klein, thank you and visit us again, come back, and let us know how it worked out, all right? Thank you, Monsignor, I will. We're going to be back. Uh, let's remember, more than 1,500 years ago, there, there was a man named Benedict. He had a twin sister named Scholastica. They established monasteries more than 1,500 years ago where people could work and pray together. Uh, the Benedictine life has changed uh, our church Um, because of his gospel-based rule and and how they live. Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk about um, our our local independent monastery, the Benedictine Sisters of Annunciation. Sister Nicole uh, Kunzi will be here um, after this break, and we're going to talk about their 75th anniversary of becoming an independent monastery here in... Bismarck, North Dakota. We're going to take a short break. This is Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and we've got a great show left for you. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.